Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. And I say long-term. How long-term has it been? (laughs) That's scary to think about. Uh, My first radio full-time paid job in radio was at KAHI AM, Auburn, California, which is outside of Sacramento in the Sierra Nevada foothills, 1975. So you do the math. That's, that's 41 years. That's uh, right after uh, Willie Mays retired. Right after Willie Mays <laughs> retired. That's right. Yeah. All right. The uh, mid-70s, the period of malaise, the, when the a gloom gl- zone settled over most of America, post-Watergate, post-Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, really, just right after yeah. the Vietnam War. Right after I got out of college. Yeah. Excellent. Great, okay. great, way to t- great way to get out of college, right after Vietnam and, and, uh, and Watergate, and you're feeling like, oh, boy, what else can go wrong? Yeah. And then you get in the radio. <laughs> but, but but back then radio was a little bigger than it is now. It seems like yeah, thank smaller. God Almighty. That's true. A little station I worked at, Edward had fifteen on-air people. Fifteen in a little radio station. Wow. I mean, they weren't all full time, but you know, amazing. Yeah. Now, okay. Maybe, maybe two. Maybe now. All right. Now, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. We're going to mix it up a little bit by miscellaneous sports questions. And uh, in our next segment, who's planning on joining us? Longtime uh, Warrior ambassador, former coach, former player, Al Adels, uh, who was just a, you know, always been around the game forever and uh, is going to have some inter- interesting insight as far as the uh, the playoffs are concerned. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to find out his perspective of like when a player like Curry goes down, you know, how, how do you rally the troops around it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, we're going to ask, uh, when we ask these sports trivia questions, we're going to be giving away some vacations that are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Lighthouse Resort and Marina. What's our theme today? Uh, just miscellaneous sports. Oh, okay. Just miscellaneous. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to... Kind of mix it up. Kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are yielding over 8% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Please check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have Adel Adels on Sports Econ 101. 
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Sports Byline's library of more than 12,000 interviews is a treasure. I'm Ron Barr, and we want your help in protecting, sharing, and continuing to build this sports interview treasure. We've launched a GoFundMe campaign, so please go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and donate so you can be a part of preserving and continuing to build this unique collection of sports interviews. In appreciation for your donation, support, and telling others, we're going to provide everyone who donates with a link to a special commemorative collection of the Sports Byline Interview Library. This commemorative collection will change every month, and you'll have access to it with your supporting donation of any amount. So go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and also tell your friends. You'll be helping preserve, grow, and digitize the Sports Byline Interview Library so that today's sports fans and those in the future will forever be able to enjoy this treasure. Thank you for your help and support. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McAllen. Now, Al's not on the phone yet. We'll have to get him on the next segment. Hopefully. In the meantime, uh, I was just looking uh, on the internet and I found out that Jake Arietta is flattered by PED rumors. So apparently he's doing so well that people are... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. You know, I mean, if you're going to you know, get uh, hit with uh, rumors that you're using performance-enhancing drugs um, and you're pitching so well and people don't think you could do it without it, maybe... Maybe uh, it's an insult to some people. Maybe it's not. Or maybe the pe- people who were hitting before were using steroids, and now that they're not, they can't yeah, hit very well. That's, that's but a it, possibility. But it's so funny. It reminds me, you know, because he says he's flattered. There was a time when my wife was doing figure competition, mm. and I was uh, at the gym, you know, trying to stay in shape myself. And I remember I, I had a friend of mine who uh, was about 60 years old, but he judged 
bodybuilding contest. Right. And uh, and so when all the steroid thing was going on with Ken Seiko and Clemens and all that stuff, I was going, man, you know, I wish people would accuse me of being on steroids. You know, <laughs> he said, hey, Edward, at your age, be happy if you get accused of being on the Atkins diet. <laughs> I said, yeah. So I guess I, I mean, I guess it is kind of if you're not doing drugs. And people assume you are. It is a little flattering. I guess. You know, the thing is there's been such a – there was such an epidemic of it for so many years that we got so used to it. And now it's supposedly been vanquished from pro sports, although it hasn't. No, I mean, it's still no. around. It's just not as widespread as it was. It's certainly not in baseball. I mean, baseball, you, you see evidence that I think baseball, more than any other sport, probably is, has done away with it just because the sanctions were so heavy. But – Think about it. The Giants back in the Barry Bonds era had probably, from what I understand, and I was covering the team, about 15 of the 25 players were using steroids. Is that right? Yeah. You're talking about like 2002 when they Yeah, lost yeah. Them. You know, and I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they, you know, if that didn't help them win the pennant. Why not? Well. Yeah. See, that's the thing. We talked about this before. It's like, you know, for the kind of money that you can make with the uh, statistics that you can produce, sure. it's almost worth it. Well, you know, I mean, if you, you get, if you get kicked get, out of the game, it's not. But no, I mean, not kicked out. But, but I mean, even if you get a yeah. suspension. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, I look at Melky Cabrera a couple years yeah. ago after all of the the hue and cry, and, and here's a guy who not only was doing it, but then tried to cover Cut it up, up yeah. in a real clumsy manner. Never apologized. Walked out on his teammates. I mean, that guy to me was really the scum of the earth. I hate to I hate to say that. I don't know the guy personally, but to not only use steroids then lie about it try to cover it up and then after you've been caught not to even go to your teammates and say hey i'm sorry but you know something it turned out to be a great thing for the giants because he wasn't a part of that team gregor blanco was and that was yeah. one of the reasons the giants won the world series that year because blanco had a great uh postseason and melky went to toronto i think toronto and i think he's with the white Sox now but he's he's never been the same player he, he was putting up ungodly numbers during the first half yeah. of 2012 because he was doing steroids. Yeah, in fact, I remember it was right after the All-Star game, I think, that yeah. uh, he did uh, didn't get the MVP. It was he I was MVP like, in the All-Star yeah. game. And it was just it was a bizarre. <laughs> I mean, he was he was an instant hero in San Francisco. Yeah. Got and milky. Then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, he's gone and you haven't heard of hiding her hair for of him since. Oh, you have if you're a hardcore fan, but it's not much. So maybe those steroids really did help him, huh? Yeah, I'm sure they did. (laughs) I'm sure they helped him. I mean, I can see where, you know, sometimes there's some of these uh, steroids help you just um, recover faster. They help you recover faster. You can work out longer. You can build up more stamina. But the long-term effects of them depends on what you've been doing and how long you've been doing it. It's not good. So what else can they come up with to help people uh, recover without it? enhancing you know boy that's a good question i mean other than just you know good hard smart uh exercise patterns and eating patterns uh you know there's really not i mean i let's face it i this this problem has been an epidemic in in the world of uh cycling for years that's why i never you know i never really have followed cycling for that very reason because there's been so much use in in, in, uh, that that just came out a few years ago yeah but you know we you know there were there were were rumors of it though i mean and lance armstrong was the was you know just the tip of the iceberg it's sad you know that's why i just i hate to say it i just don't consider uh bicycling a legitimate sport oh no i i I never did either i mean (laughs) steroids or not i just look at it i can appreciate the the stamina what these guys have to go through but uh, it just it, it was never exciting for me. I couldn't no. see. I, I couldn't understand how people. I'd go to the gym and I'd see people watching it on TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you watching? I don't know. 
You know, it's, I mean, even at least with race car driving, you can. I mean, it doesn't excite me either, except yeah. when there's a crash. Of course, <laughs> when there's a bicycle crash, that is pretty exciting. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Or hockey, you know, with the fights. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I hate to say with hockey. Hockey gets a great following with people in North America, especially in Canada and the northern cities. But generally speaking, I think a lot of people are drawn to hockey because of the violence of yep. it, just as they are to football, just as they are to football. So. Except for boxing. There's not enough violence in not boxing. Not enough violence. Well, you know, why do you think ultimate fighting has become such a yeah, popular sport? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see these guys, they're literally, literally killing each other. You know, jumping off of turnbuckles and kicking each other in the head. It's ridiculous. Well, they, I, I've heard that the, the end of a civilization is when you get people being more spectators than uh, participants. Yeah. And when it gets violent. I mean, the end of the Roman Empire. Sure. You know, you had... Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was at least thousand people. Gladiators, exactly. gladiators, charioteers. You know, and charioteers fighting for the finish line and running each other over. And you know, I mean, it was terrible, terrible stuff. But the fans loved it. The fans loved it. They need that diversity or that uh, not diversity, that uh, diversion, I should say. So I wonder you know, if we distraction go back to a, a time when basically ultimate fighting would be until you kill someone. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you know, think about the old days. Fighting used to not have a set number of rounds. Yeah. They, they fight bare knuckle, bare knuckle, bare knuckle fights for, for hours. Yeah. I don't know how these guys stood up. Well, that's the thing. is, at They were real point, men in those days. <laughs> yeah. Real yeah, but, men. Okay, but after, let's say, 60 rounds, I know, how, much, I feel, how much energy would you even have? Well, I mean, not only how much energy, but, I, but how about your face? You know, probably, yeah. you know. Would probably look like hamburger meat after that, <laughs> and I guess that then back then they still had the Marcus of Queensberry rules, yeah, didn't oh, they? Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't, you know, you can't bite or scratch or anything. Of course, yeah. you can't, well, all the fun, all the fun yeah. stuff is out the window. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I, I can see, the, you know, the ultimate fight. I mean, I've I've seen some bouts, and I've seen, I mean, just you know, the typical TV or or uh, highlights, and it is kind of interesting, except for when they just hold on to a guy and they just beat him into submission. Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the. Uh, the allure of it, quite frankly, I can see boxing because you're, because, a, because you're a gentleman. Well, I can, I can see <laughs> boxing. I enjoy watching a good boxing match, but ultimate fighting. Yeah, just, but a bo- but boxing though, it's got to be a good boxing match. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times these true. guys, you know, they're standing around and a quick jab, and then standing around and get a clinch. You know, it's got to be like the movies, like like Rocky. Well, like the light heavyweights and the middleweights and the lightweights, they usually put on a good show. Yes, the, heavy, the heavyweights are usually the reason they ha- the boxing. I think has kind of fallen off the. Face of the earth is that the heavyweight division has just not been very intriguing the last uh, 20 some odd years. Yeah. Just I mean, really hasn't. How many Muhammad Ali's and Joe Frazier's and Ken Norton Jr.? Or Mike Tyson. Or Mike T- Even Mike Tyson, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was a brawler, but he was fun to watch. <laughs> Even when he bit ears off. I'll never, forget, I'll, I'll never forget when he lost to Buster Douglas. I think this was about yeah. 1990. 1990. And it was such a stunner. I mean, yeah. Buster Douglas was a nobody. Nobody, yeah. And he never w- did much after that, but that was his moment in the but, sun. Uh, but and in watching that too, it looked like Tyson was like sleepy, or you know. I think like, he just over. I just think he he. This happens in sports. You know, you overlook your opponent, and your opponent has nothing to lose, and they you know just happen to catch you at the wrong time. Well, he must have because even Buster, you watch him, and and even in that fight, he didn't look like a great fighter. No. Didn't he? Didn't he? As I recall, didn't he actually knock? He didn't knock Tyson out, but I think he knocked him down for a substantial number of yeah. seconds. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. He's like, whoa. You Holy know. smokes. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Because you look at him, too. He doesn't look like a boxer. I mean, he's kind of a little heavy. Yeah. I think yeah. Buster Douglas is dead now, isn't he? I think he did yeah, pass. I think yeah. he did pass, yeah. yeah. Did, did Tommy Gunn, did he die? I don't know. Yeah. I know Tyson's still doing pretty well. Yeah, what's he doing now? You know, he's... 
He's he, out of prison? Oh, yeah. No, he's doing very well. I mean, he's uh, making, oh, it's one man show or making something, the talk huh? show rounds. He was doing a, uh, yeah, he was doing a, a theater show. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Definitely an interesting guy. No, he's definitely, I, I would have loved to see like him versus uh, Rocky Marciano. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. Ready? What running back is the only player to rush for 2,000 yards in college and as a pro mm. in one season? Wow. All right. The first caller, or excuse me, the first email with the correct answer is going to win a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question and uh, the vacations. Lighthouse does charge a $100 cleaning fee. you got to pay someone to clean those cabins. So uh, anyway, you email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, what running back is the only player to rush for 2,000 yards in college and as a pro in one season? Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Attention, if you're in the market for a power scooter to reclaim your freedom, we have great news. Hartway, one of the world's leading manufacturers, has new factory direct power scooters for as little as $39 a month. Now you can stay active and have the freedom that a power scooter can give you. For over 20 years, we've been building the best and most reliable power scooters in the marketplace. And now with our new direct-to-consumer division, we can offer you wholesale prices. Plus, with Hardway Care Service, you are always protected. You will not find a better power scooter for as little as $39 a month anywhere. And with free shipping, if you call today, you can have a new power scooter delivered to your door for free in days. Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. This family is at home. But they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our first trivia question. What running back is the only player to rush for 2,000 yards in college and as a pro in one season? Hmm. Not in the same year, of course. Obviously not. <laughs> Boy, that's a good one. Uh, one of my favorite. O.J. Simpson. No, you know what's funny? He, O.J. was my favorite, yeah. and and then uh, then this gentleman came along. Later than O.J.? Yeah. More recently? Or just, uh, no, probably still. Marcus Allen? No, I guess before him. Before Allen. Uh, actually, no, I, I got to think about that. Maybe around the same time. Some, sometime in the 80s? Come on, played for the Lions. Oh, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, yeah. yeah. Barry Sanders, who was smart enough to quit. Well, he was ahead. He was, I think, yeah, 30 he, years old. But, but wasn't he, like, really close to breaking the record? He was, he was but he didn't care. You know, he just wanted to get out while his health was still intact. Smart guy. And yeah, his, son, so. his son, son was yeah. playing for uh, Stanford for a while. Well, what's happening now? I don't know if he's graduated or got. I don't think he got drafted. I think he's got one more year. I think he's still down on the farm. So, so for years, you know, uh, Barry or excuse me, uh, OJ w- was my favorite. Right you know, in the in the early seventies, and then it's funny if you watch clips of Barry, he was a more exciting runner than OJ. Well, he was opinion. he was smaller. He could change direction faster. Uh, he had that ability to just you know slip out of tackles so easily because yeah. he was. The little guys, and he wasn't a big guy. I think he was about five ten, are harder to bring down. Remember Frank Gore with the Forty ers five yeah. foot nine. You know, he like a little mole. He just yeah. finds that little hole in between all the big bodies. I mean, I think it's the same theory in basketball. Why Steph Curry has been so effective? Steph knows how to use his smaller size to kind of win his way around all these big guys. And speaking of Steph Curry, that's a yeah. that's really tough for the Warriors to have to play without him. Hopefully, he will be back in a few weeks. If not. I don't see the Warriors, Edward, advancing uh, to the conference, uh, to the championships this year because I don't think they can beat San Antonio, San Antonio with, yeah. without him. He, now, he's supposed to be back in two weeks. If he is back in two weeks, that's if. That's a big if. He's got a sprained knee. How effective will he be after being out for the better part of three weeks, Boy, four that's weeks? That's a good, good point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he'll be tentative or yeah. if he'll still be, you know, barely injured. Now, uh, as we speak, the Warriors are on the verge of knocking the Rockets off, which they should. Interesting things happening in the Western playoffs. How about Portland taking advantage of the Clippers, who have now lost Chris Paul and yeah, Blake, Blake Griffin, Griffin for yeah. the rest of the postseason? Pretty much has you know, doomed their chances. But Portland wasn't supposed to beat the Clippers. It was supposed to beat the Warriors and Clippers in the next round, and now it's going to be the Warriors and probably Portland. And I tell you, I don't think the Warriors, if, without Steph Curry, they're not going to have an easy time with Portland. Portland beat the Warriors once this year and beat them convincingly. Yeah, they have a, a, they have a very good team. In yeah, fact, good, yeah. good backcourt. I mean, uh, between uh, between uh, Damian Lillard from Oakland yeah. and that other guy, his name is uh, escaping me right now, McCollum. I mean, they're just, oh, yeah, yeah C.J. McCollum. They are, they're tough. That backcourt is excellent. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Chris Paul, he broke his right finger right right on his right hand i wonder if he broke his left 
if he'd be able if, to play? Yeah, because if they just tape it, yeah. you know, if he shoots right-handed. I would think so. It depends on, on the severity of the break and, and, you know, what finger it is. And sounds to me like, uh, you know, he apparently just uh, had a collision with somebody. Jammed it, yeah. Jammed it, you know. That's a shame. Well, I think I don't know if it was a collision with somebody or I think it was a ball. Oh, was he was, it the he ball? Was, yeah, I think it was reaching in. Reaching in and, and, and not in. Just, it. Just, he just jammed just, it. Yeah, but, that happens. But more than a jam. I mean, that's uh, That's tough. Serious. Well, you know, you, you you hope to have your injuries out of the way by the time you get to the postseason, but injuries happen mm-hmm. in the postseason. And, well, you know, I really you know. appreciated Bob Myers, the general manager for uh, the Warriors, in the interview after Steph got injured, and he said, you know what, nobody's to blame. No, and I mean, I well, know. you know who was to blame was James Harden. James Harden was playing sloppy defense. He was kind of lackadaisically drifting back, and one of his teammates—I can't remember the guy's name—the Eastern tall European one, guy, yeah. tall guy—tripped over him because he thought James was moving back. He thought he made, Harden was going to be moving back faster. Tripped and left a sweat uh, stain on the floor, and that's which you know. Seconds later, Curry hit that. Well, so I, if Harden had been doing what he should have been doing, the Warriors wouldn't be in this fix. Wait, wait a minute. I thought that. Uh, I can't remember his name either, but a tall one. <laughs> yeah. I thought he actually slipped rather no, he, than he, he collided. Well, he did. He did. He slipped. He tripped on um, on Harden. He tripped. He really? I have, to go, I have to go back to yeah. the replay. He actually, Harden actually, inadvertently, he tripped on Harden. He didn't see. He thought Harden was going to continue moving yeah. backward. Harden slowed down, and he didn't slow down, and he tripped over Harden. See, now I'm going to have to watch the replay because yeah. I, I didn't see that he tripped over. Yeah. I thought he also slipped on the same uh, wet spot. Well, just think about Harden deciding not to play strong defense, and of why ever you wouldn't in a in a close game at the end of the first half. I don't know. That created the whole scenario, which led to the Warriors losing Steph Curry, which could be disastrous. So it's amazing how little you know inconsequential things seemingly lead to catastrophic uh, circumstances sometimes. And it was one of those situations where you know, last year people were saying, "Oh, the Warriors shouldn't have won because you know Kyrie Irving was hurt and uh, Kevin they, Love was Kevin hurt. Love, yeah, they didn't have, and, they, and, and they didn't have to play the play Clippers, the Spurs, Spurs or the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, that's right, or the Spurs. Yeah, and so this year it's like, okay, they're relatively healthy. They had some injuries, but for the most part, everybody's healthy now. And they potentially could go through those teams. Yeah. And now it's like, ah, Steph's hurt. So, you know. Eh. Yeah, well, they've got a built-in excuse, but they don't want to use that as an excuse. I, well, no, they beat, they beat Houston They, they beat him. Houston without him. And yeah. they should be able to, to win the next series, I, I would think. But, uh, you know, there's no, the, the key, I think, with the Warriors is Andre Iguodala. I, yeah. Iguodala has never been a guy since he's been with the Warriors who has had to really step forward Offensively, you know he's such no, a great defensively though. But defensively, he's a great player. The other night though, he scored twenty three points, yep. so Kept they may threes. depend upon him. He had a bunch of threes. They may depend upon him more. And of course, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson's going to have to pick it up a little bit. Livingston, and Livingston's going to have to pick it up a little bit. Livingston, you're not looking for the points, but you're looking for the defense. He is a terrific defender. And McAdoo, they just need to only put him in to give everyone else a rest. Well, McAdoo you know, and Clark just, are, are kind of like their and Rusher, sort of their 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 last guys on the bench but you know they they can all those guys i think when you put players even mediocre players on a great team it lifts their level of play it just does so well, well as long as the uh, other team doesn't score too much then you give your main players a rest yeah but now, that know, seems uh, to be the big thing i mean look at ian clark the other night in a, in a oh, loss big three yeah, he hit a couple of big three pointers and almost yeah. won the game so yeah. you know and ian clark who's ever heard of him he's a, you know a guy gets maybe eight minutes a game was he about six two six two about 180 yeah he's, yeah, he's, he's built small. like steph curry you know little oh, guy amazing yeah um Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, Sam Bradford changing uh, subjects here. Sam Bradford apparently is demanding a trade two months 
two months after taking $35 million to stay with the Eagles. Well, I guess he doesn't like playing for the Eagles. Huh? It's a dysfunctional organization. Well, I don't know. Could be that. Or apparently uh, maybe it's due to potentially Jared Goff or Carson Wentz uh, maybe being – uh, drafted joined, by the Eagles. That's right, because the Eagles. Eagles have such a high draft pick, don't they? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at first, when you first read it, you go, oh, what, what is this guy thinking, right? But then you go, well, wait a minute. If they're going to take some new players who make, maybe could take his spot, and he doesn't want to lose that spot. Yeah, but he's going to be traded, and somebody else is going to pick him up for that kind of a of, – they're going to have to okay. pay him that much? I, I don't see that. That's It's like yeah. Colin Kaepernick. You know, the, yeah. you think the Denver Broncos want to play pay Colin Kaepernick eleven and a half million dollars? So what happens is do they basically say, No, we'll pay you seven million? Well, they're gonna have, they're gonna have to work out a deal where the 49ers, I think, are gonna have to pay the balance of the contract to get him to get rid of him. And I think they should. It's not fair to him, it's not fair to the team if he stays around, you know. So how how does that work if basically a team says you know, I mean, why would why would another team want to pay that much if they don't have to. Well, that's you know I mean? that's right. They wouldn't. And what they would say is, look, we'll take this guy off your hands. You want him gone? Yeah. We would like him, but we're not going to pay that kind of money. So here's the deal. You pay 80% or 60% or whatever, and we'll pay the rest. Now, and, if another team is willing to pay more, then they could trade him that yeah. way. Now, see, that, that, that brings up an intriguing situation. Would the 49ers say, okay, we'll give him to you. We'll pay the majority of his contract, but we don't have to give – but you know how much how much of that contract we're going to be responsible for that's up to the you know the two sides but uh, and then does the player have the right to veto oh yeah no question i think but i mean he's had conversations ongoing conversations with john elway the general manager of the uh, of the broncos so there is some I would not be surprised to see Kaepernick in a Bronco uniform next year. Well, he kind of reminds me of Elway a little bit. I think Elway probably likes him and goes, yeah, you know, this guy reminds me of me. (laughs) Well, and another thing, the 49ers are going to say, look, if we're going to pick up some of that contract, we want to maybe they can up the price for him. You know, maybe they can get more than just a draft pick. Because right now they're looking at like a second or third rounder. Maybe they can get a first rounder. I don't know. I mean, Denver's desperate for quarterback. Brock Osweiler is not the answer for that team. Well, actually, he left, didn't he? Brock yeah. Osweiler left, so they don't have a quarterback. Broncos have really lost a lot of players. I mean, is it possible that, let's say, the 49ers could get more for the guy's contract and pocket the difference? Does that happen? Boy, you know, it's, your guess is as good as mine. The, I don't know the, how that works. The machinations that go on you know, when they work these deals out, are <laughs> sometimes they just blow me away. I was like, what yeah. in the world is going on I, here? I mean, imagine. Okay, so the 49ers, let's say they, they get a quarterback they want. Right. And now they got Colin. And it's you know he's paying. Let's just say his salary is seven million, but he's worth you know more than that. And, but they already have a good quarterback. Sure. I guess they could say, listen, you want him? You got to pay ten million. Yeah. I guess I guess it's possible. I, right? I, anything's possible. I just don't know if anybody's stupid enough to do that. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad because boy, he just. Well, if you get him in the right circumstances and he's healthy and confident, Colin Kaepernick is still a terrific quarterback. I still think the guy's salvageable. Yeah, I just me don't too. think I just don't think it's going to happen with the Niners for a number of reasons. Number one, he doesn't have the supporting cast. Number two, they just need to get him out of there because just a lot of negative vibes going on. Well, then that's the thing is these guys are not robots. No, so you know that, that's one of the reasons let's say the Warriors work so well is they they work together as a team. Yeah, nobody's got the ego apparently. No. All right, we're going to cut to our second commercial break here. We're talking miscellaneous trivia. In May 2001, which member of the Cubs was intentionally walked a record five times by the Reds in an effort to break the record shared by Roger Maris and Gary Templeton? 
So apparently they, they said, you know what, let's give this guy the record. Let's intentionally walk him five times. The, uh, first, That's an interesting that kind situation. kind of interesting question, yeah. 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 The uh, first email with the correct answer wins a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to that question. In May 2001, which member of the Cubs was intentionally walked the record five times by the Reds in order to, in effort to break the record shared by Roger Maris and Gary Templeton? Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Are you wasting hundreds of dollars each year on contact lenses? Would you like to see clearly again without reading glasses? LASIK treats only the surface of the eye and is healthier and safer than wearing contact lenses long term. Dr. Robert Lin had LASIK himself and still sees 2020 and has performed over 40,000 LASIK procedures over the last 18 years. Find out more at IQLaserVision.com. That's IQLaserVision.com. IQ Laser Vision. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. You don't buy a new truck without adding a few things to make it work better, like a winch or bed liner or lockable toolbox. So why not do the same for your Red Wing work boots? At a Red Wing shoe store, you'll find everything you need to stay comfortable on the job, from moisture-wicking socks to removable footbeds and boot care products. So come talk with our fit experts today for handcrafted footwear and accessories to boot. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this, so call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at PacificMoneyFund.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Here is our second trivia question. 
In May 2001, which member of the Cubs was intentionally walked a record five times by the Reds in or effort to break the record shared by Roger Maris and Gary Templeton? Sammy Sosa? No. Come on. Uh, name, name another famous Cub. Another famous and, Cub. And it ain't Ernie Banks. <laughs> it ain't Ernie Banks. It's, it's too late for Mark Grace or Ryan Sandberg because they're back in the 80s. Yep. Early 90s. Uh, the Hawk. Oh, uh, Andre, Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Good guy, too. If I were facing him, I'd intentionally walk him five times, too. Better believe it. I remember when he was teamed up with Warren Cromartie and Alice, Ellis Valentine. That was a great um, outfield. And Ellis Valentine, I heard several players tell me that he was the toughest, meanest player. He used to sit in the back of the Expos bus, and he'd smoke a cigarette. And the Expos at the time had a manager. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Felipe. It was before Felipe Lou. Uh-huh. And one of the players said, hey, you know, Ellis is in the back smoking a cigarette. He shouldn't be smoking. You tell him to t- put that cigarette out. I'm not telling him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that guy. Yeah. Uh, Ellis Valentine, big no. guy. He, was a, he, had a, he had about four or five really good years, late 70s, early 80s. And then he got hurt and went over, played in Japan. Uh, power hitter. You know, not a high average hitter, but he hit around 280. He was a, an all-star a couple years. I think he maybe even was an MVP in an all-star game one year. Might have well, been. I can't huh. remember which year yeah, it would have been. For some reason, I don't remember yeah. him. I, I do remember Eric Schau throwing at – well, he, apparently he didn't try to throw at Andre, but hit him right in the head. Eric Schau was that? an interesting guy. He was a member of the – Eric Schau was a member of the John Birch Society. For those that don't know, oh, it was really? an extremist right-wing organization that saw communist plots everywhere. And he was very bright and a very likable guy and uh, died of some kind of weird uh, disease. I think actually maybe it was a drug overdose. It was very strange. Really? Yeah, he was only like 34, 35 years old and just, you know, he was still playing, I believe, and he just died. It was wow. very strange. Found him in a hotel room. Yeah, I, know. I don't remember that, but yeah. I remember, I, I still remember, I think it was on Sports Illustrated, a picture of a baseball coming right at Andre Dawson. Oh, is that right? Like It, it practically, you know, knocked him out for a yeah. quick couple seconds. And when he got up, he charge the mound. Interesting. Another thing about Eric Shaw, he gave up Pete Rose's uh, record-breaking hit, oh. and they had the long um, ceremony for Pete Rose at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati, naturally so, and Shaw just decided, I'm going to sit down. He just sat down in the middle of the field, <laughs> literally, literally sat down behind the mound. And somebody asked him, wasn't that a kind of a disrespectful thing to do? And he goes, no, I was tired. I, I, guess he could have wa- I guess he could have walked off the field yeah, into the dugout could, temporarily. But none of his teammates did, so he just sat down. Or he should have just said, here, give me a chair. Yeah, give me a, bring a <laughs> Let chair. Let me enjoy this thing. Well, remember the old days when the, when the bullpen used to, they used to bring in people in golf carts from the bullpen? I used yeah, to think, I remember well, that. Well, what the heck is that all about? You can't walk. I forgot about that. You can't walk 300 <laughs> yards from the bullpen? Come on. 300 feet. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah 300, 300 feet. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> God. Well, who, who, who is it? Uh, he played for the Reds, and he was a pitcher, and he would run from the outfield, and he was hated. Remember he got traded? He was going to get traded to New York. because ah, I'm uh, not playing there. Um, outfielder? Or no, no, a, pitcher. A relief, a relief yeah, pitcher. Yeah, a relief pitcher. Through like well, I remember, I remember that uh, Craig Lefferts, the left-hander of the Giants, used to run out of the bullpen. To the, to yeah. the, uh, he'd, do, he'd do that. I can't remember somebody on the Reds. Was it Rob Dibble, maybe? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Dibble. No. Uh, it was a guy who... Not one of the nasty boys. Not, not Randy Myers. Not Randy Myers. Charles. No, no, no. No, it, no. But, it, but he came like just right after them. Oh. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he used to get, run, run out of the bullpen. Yeah, because right? he, he was going to... He was a young guy. And okay. he was... Trying they, to impress everybody. Well, he was, a, he was kind of a redneck uh, from the South. Oh, and, okay. and he, when he was going to get... He was either going to get traded to New York... 
or he somehow he showed up in New York, okay. or maybe it was against New York or something like that. And and it's just like you know what kind of place is this? You know he didn't like all well, the diversity a, and all that. I remember that. there was a pitcher for the, I think it was with the Braves relief pitcher. It was a big guy who got himself into trouble for saying some things. You know what? Maybe it was the Braves. Yeah, yeah, rather I, than the Reds. And, and and I, gave, I yes. can't remember the guy's name though. He he fly, he burned out really quickly. Yeah, he, he was you know had a couple of good years and then he just sort of burned out. But he was a real volatile. A player, and he said a lot of things that were politically incorrect, and That's what just it was. got himself into trouble. See, all we the time. can't even remember his name now. Yeah, well, you know, maybe it's worth it. We don't remember <laughs> his name because he's not worth remembering. And um, a lot of players like that. Did, did did the Braves and Minnesota Twins finally win a game? Uh, they, they were oh for like a million not too long ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah well, no, I mean, I, I, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, the season, as we speak, is about twenty games yeah. old. They, they better, they better <laughs> have won a game. Yeah, they, they've won a few games. Yeah, won a few games. <laughs> team, the team that I really like seeing do well is uh, Washington with Dusty yeah. Baker as the new yeah. manager. I mean, they, that that team is is going to be a force to reckon with. Yeah. I just hope that Bryce Harper keeps his. Uh, not, I wouldn't say composure, but he seems a little bit too full of himself, sort of like Yasiel Puig. Yeah, he's a little bit you know? of a live wire. Live yeah. wire. That's yeah. that's a good. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, if these guys can just keep it under wraps, just let your baseball do your talking for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's unfortunate. Baseball players, I think, when they become real outgoing and sort of flashy and and kind of braggadocious, they they attract more attention because they're around the media every day and it becomes more of a story, whereas in the other sports, not so much. Well, I think part of it, too, is it's a little bit more individualistic. Yeah. Right? yeah. When, you're, when you're up to bat, you're the only yeah. guy on your team that's that playing right there. And it's so funny, too, because in baseball, there's this, this unspoken uh, decorum that you're supposed to observe. You're not supposed to flip your bat. You're not supposed to, yeah. you're not supposed to look like you're having a good time, and I've always thought that's a little extreme. Well, yeah, me on. too. I mean, I like to see guys. Yeah, uh, I like know, to show some emotion. Yeah. yeah. I, love to, I love it when a, when a pitcher wins a game. And he fist pumped. What's wrong with that? Yeah, he's not. As long as he's not like showing up the yeah. other team by doing it. Yeah, like, it's it's one thing to, to to Cadillac around the bases to flip the bat and to you know beat your chest or something. Yeah. But I mean, you, you know, do a little bit of celebration. I don't think there's anything wrong yeah, with that. Well, I tell you, there's one bat flip I specifically remember by a guy that probably no one even remembers. Tim Lake uh-huh. of the St. Louis oh, Cardinals yeah. against the Giants, yeah. and it was like the way he flipped the bat. It was just. Oh, it was like a, it was like he was sort of, you know, giving him the flipping him the bird. No, no, no. I mean, it, it, huh? I, well, the way I looked at it was, it, it wasn't so much showing up the Giants. It was more of just like, I, I, that's it. I did it. I won the game for us. Oh, okay. You know, but, and it was a, it was a it wasn't flippant, <laughs> so yeah. to speak, but it was exciting. Yeah. Well, I, like I mean, that. how often does Tim Lake win a game? You know. I, exactly. I know. You like got like to celebrate when you do it. Like after this show, you're gonna have to YouTube Tim Lake. St. Louis Cardinals flipping the bat, flipping the bat, there you go. winning the game against yeah, it's, the Giants. I, I, it's on there. So, YouTube has everything. Yeah. They probably have you and me on there somewhere. Probably somewhere. Yeah, you yeah. know, in fact, I, what next to Google? I think it's the largest search engine. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It is amazing. It's amazing, and everybody posts things there. I guess they have to go through what you post and figure out whether it's in good taste or whether somebody else has posted it or whether there's going to be copyright problems. But man, if you you want to. The other day, I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to watch the highlights of the of this football game back in the seventies. I, I went to. Sure enough, it was there the whole game, the broadcast, the actual broadcast of the entire game, and not even was it there, but the local radio play by play was superimposed over the the play. 
instead of the television play-by-play. You know, that, that. that's always fun when they do that. I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I like sometimes like ESPN will, ESPN will do that where yeah. um, they'll have the regular broadcast and then they'll do like for the home team radio. I love it when they do that. The home team radio guys are, are the best, you know. They really yeah. are. They, it just shows you how much better the radio announcers are too when they show the, do the play-by-play because they have to be the eyes and ears. That's it. I have to do the whole thing. Which you've been doing for many years. I did a little bit of it. Not as much as I'd like. I think any broadcaster who gets into sports announcing in the back of their mind thinks, I'd like to be a major league announcer. And I got to do 13 games in, in 2003 for the Giants. So I, I got to live my little dream. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See, and, and you know something interesting? The Giants didn't lose a single one of those games. No, if that? they knew that, they should have. They should have kept, kept me. On. That's right. I'd still be doing the games. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be 162 and 0. That's exactly right. They would have won five World Series instead of just three. Yeah, instead of just go. three. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I think about how like baseball is something I would like to do play by play. I probably would be terrible at football. Terrible at hockey. The base, base, baseball and you basketball, could do. Yeah, basketball, it would still well, yeah, be kind if, of tough. If, if you know the sport, that's the key. I mean, if the the great thing about baseball is you're around it all. If you're around the game a lot, and you yeah. can be because there's a game virtually every day, you can pick up all the little idiosyncrasies. Whereas football requires a lot of a lot more preparation, a lot oh, more yeah. film study. And basketball, you know, just requires you to, to just be able to be see things like feet. a hawk. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so when you're doing play-by-play baseball, uh, with all the various statistics, does that just show up on a screen? No, you know, usually, and now in this day and age, yeah, most people have screens in front of them. When I was doing it, there were screens. That was only like 12 years ago. But up until about 2000, you know, you had your, everybody had their little sheaf of notes, and that's basically what they did. So eventually when you get, um, oh, and that's Al Adels on the phone. Tell him we are going to call him right back. We will. We'll give him a call. Okay. Right I, back. Actually, you know what? Uh, let's see if we can get him get him on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. All right. So keep talking, Bruce. While okay. I get this yeah. Well, we were supposed to get Al Adels on earlier. I think he something something came up, and we'll get some quick thoughts from him before before the show ends. That uh, talking about the Warriors because Al, of course, coached the Warriors, played for the Warriors, and has worked in the front office of the Warriors for many many years. So. Um, be interesting to hear what he has to say if we can, if in fact we can get him on there. Al has been involved with the Warrior organization, believe it or not, since 1959. So that's going that's amazing. Back, that's going back 50. What is that? 56 years? 57 years? And that that was when they were in Philadelphia, and called the Philadelphia. Oh, sounds like he's busy now. I think, well, I think we're, I th- we're I th- just going to have to just, let him go this just, time. Uh, we'll just do it next time. Yeah, <laughs> we tried. We I, tried. I still, I, I still love his famous. Uh, yeah, me and Wilt scored 117 yeah. points. In one <laughs> That's game. right. That's a good day for for Al Adels. Yeah, I would have liked to ask him, um, like, what would he do with these kind of injuries going on? You know, how, how does he rally the, the troops? Because yeah, I right. tell you, when I when I hear uh, Roz uh, at you know when she gives her little spiel about yeah, I talked to Steve. You're Kerr. talking about the Warriors um, color announcer on yeah, the sidelines. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's funny because when I hear the comments that she says that he makes they're always a, this really kind of soft-spoken you know encouraging all right guys we got we got to play better defense and it's, i'm just thinking kind of be i try to wring some of these guys necks sometimes you know yeah, yeah. It's like what are you doing throwing the ball away come oh, on come on jeez. well it's, it's, you know, what i find is interesting is uh listening to um uh sometimes listening to the little uh sideline um talks from the you know little pep talks from the coaches as they talk to their players and I was listening to last night I was watching the uh, or a couple nights ago I was watching the Clippers 
and the Blazers and Doc Rivers was laying into his guys. You know, he's looking around, looking around at different players and goes, come on, you know, get your head up. Get your head out of your, you know what? I yeah. mean, he was saying it pretty. pretty well, it's bluntly. interesting, you know, when when his uh, son got hurt, uh-huh. he just kind of like, you know, just like another player, you know, yeah, didn't go yeah. on the floor, you know, just like a, yeah, you got to be that way. It's a tough world. It's a tough old world. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he could uh, be a little tough on his uh, on his kids, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, <laughs> I, right. I would think so. All right, we got another like minute before we have to cut to break. What do you What do you want to finish up with? Well, I'm just going to say I, I think the team to beat uh, for the NBA championships right now is Spurs. The, is, no, I think no? it's Cleveland. I think Cleveland is oh, playing. Oh, good point. Cleveland's playing great ball. They're healthy. LeBron seems to be energized. They're they're showing a lot more fervor and a lot more moxie than they did late in the season, and uh, they have a much easier road than the the Western teams. I think they're the team to beat right now. I think, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, LeBron is on a mission. Yeah, you know, he didn't like how last year turned out. Yeah, you know, and he can't complain really about how last year turned out because they were shorthanded. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, he's got nobody a, to blame. I would say not a, not so much a chip on your shoulder, but more of a goal. Yeah, yeah. On that. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to cut to our third and final trivia question. Ready? Yeah. Though Wimbledon is a pretty big deal today, the very first tournament. The very first tournament was scheduled in 1877 as a fundraiser for England's preferred sport of the day. Hmm. Name that sport. Okay. We're talking 1877. Wow. And it wasn't Wimbledon. Right. All right. So what was England's preferred sport of the day? All right. Okay. You get that? The first email with the correct answer wins a free three-day, two-night stay at the Lighthouse Resort. Email edward at sportsecon one oh one. Dot com. The answer to that question, don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments on Sports Econ 101. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Third and final trivia question. Though Wimbledon is a pretty big deal today, the very first tournament was scheduled in 1877 as a fundraiser for England's preferred sport of the day. Name that sport. Uh, it's got to be either cricket or soccer. You ready for this? Horse racing. It was croquet. Croquet was Back the number then, one it sport? it was croquet all across wow. the pond, as they say. Crazy, wow. huh? I always thought a croquet is kind of a sport for the super rich, you know? I mean, yeah. you see people sitting out on a little uh, you know, grassy knoll area and just sort of with, with crumpets and tea. Oh, let's get the sticky wicket. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Wimbledon sticky, was created to raise wicket. money for pony-drawn roller for the croquet lawns. Pony-drawn roller. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but it's uh, funny. I was thinking of croquet. There's a um, place up in Northern California here uh, that has croquet lawns. Really? Yeah. You can you can play croquet? You can play croquet, yeah. It's, oh, a, cool. profe- it's a professional croquet course. I used course. to play croquet when I was a little kid. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you know, we had lawn that was yeah. not really even and all that. Yeah. But this, this is a, a really wow. professional one. So my daughter, literally, she's seven years old, and we're trying to explain the game to her. And we said, okay, now, she goes, well, where do I hit it? I go, well, in order to, to do really well on this one, you got to hit it all the way over there. It must have been 80 feet and she did it. Wow. 80 feet. And even the, even the pros couldn't believe it. just got a that. good swing, huh? Yeah. I mean, she, I mean obviously it's She tried lucky. to be a good softball player? She did. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, she didn't play in, uh, in, in college, but, uh, you know, that's how it goes. All right. Here's our uh, thoughts for the day. In all my years of play, I never saw an ump deliberately, deliberately make an unfair decision. They really call them as they saw them. Who said that? Boy. Honus so, Wagner said that. Honus, well, Honus Wagner was a nice guy. Yeah. Unlike Ty Cobb, his contemporary, who was not a nice not guy. Not a nice guy, no. exactly. He used to argue with the umpires all the time. Of course. And, and spit at him and, and <laughs> spike his opponents. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All those, yeah. all those uh, stories. Okay. And yeah. Tommy Lasorda said, baseball is like driving. It's the one who gets home safely that counts. Ah, that's a good <laughs> I like one. That. I like that. Tommy always had some good little homilies. He did. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective, giving away more free vacations for answering sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.